Hi, I'm Cody Gardner. I'm from Long Island, New York. What was it like growing up in Long Island? Lots of people. <laughs> Lots of people. Um, I kind of lived in a melting pot community. Um, you know, we had our hood area and we had our, you know, rich people area and middle class, whatever you want to call it. We had everything. We had gangs and the whole nine. But I knew all these kids, you know, I was super cool with all the kids in the gangs and not in the gangs or whatever. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, everything's at your disposal. You don't think about it. But, I mean, compared to here in West, shoot dang. Like, I had more grocery stores on the street than my street was off of than we do in a 50-mile radius. <laughs> like, you know, the town that I lived in was, I don't know if we still are, but we were in the world record book for having the most fast food establishments on a main street in like a two-mile radius. We had everything. Cody is a rover with Youth Conservation Corps that leaves teams of teenagers into wilderness areas to do conservation work in places like the National Parks and the Pacific Crest Trail. For Mackinac Public Media, this is World Pieces, distributed by PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. I'm Jason Kladova. Tell me about your education. Uh, I went to school in uh, University of Buffalo, New York. Started out in architecture. Did two years of that, and then I switched over to urban planning. Finished with a minor in architecture, major in urban planning. Um, it's pretty interesting because a lot of people don't really know what it is. Technically, my degree was called environmental design, but essentially we're just studying the way that cities work and transportation systems and the way people work and how we could basically make people's lives easier within cities and make them more pedestrian-friendly or what have you, what food systems, all that kind of stuff. How does that work in with Conservation Corps? That kind of worked in the Conservation Corps because a lot of my major was doing a lot of research and understanding statistics and bad statistics and how far the earth has come as far as climate change and stuff like that and how that's affected people and how that's affected our food systems and all that kind of stuff. And for me, getting out there and working all summer was one of the most tangible ways that I could actually do something about it as far as going out there and doing some instead of sitting in office and writing policy or writing laws and trying to get stuff passed, which is still important, but for me getting out there and actually uh, doing something about it myself and connecting with people and trying to make their lives when they go back to society a little bit more different and a better perspective with more gratitude, kind of how it correlated for me because the next generation is what our our nation's going to be built on, you know, so getting out there and influencing young minds and helping them kind of find their own path and find some work ethic and find some beauty in the outdoors was, uh, I think, a great way to better our nation's future and work on urban planning from the inside out instead of coming in and saying, hey, let's build all these roads and close streets and, yeah, it's going to mess with people's lives for a little while, but it'll be better after. I was going in and saying... You know, I'm going to affect these kids, and they're going to go out and do crazy stuff. And it was really beautiful to watch these kids grow up because you're only out there for five weeks. But, man, it's five weeks, <laughs> every bit of it. You're outside the whole time, and it's hard for some of these kids. They get their phone taken away when they first go there. So a lot of them go through, like, a little detox of the phone thing, which is crazy to watch. Soon they start getting into the flow of it, and 
you know, they started working harder and they started working as a team and all those little things that were like little pins in the cushion in the beginning are now just a smooth surface and everything's all even keel and you just make a family out there. What's their their background like? Background? Yeah. Uh, All over. You know, we had a lot of native kids um, from all over the country. Uh, We get a lot of kids from foster care. Some kids are just super privileged, you know, never had a bad day in their life. Have all the gear and, like, you know, he's walking around with his mosquito net. I don't even have a mosquito net. (laughs) Like, you know, like, some of these kids just, it's interesting because it'll be this end of the spectrum to this end. You know, like, I had this one kid that was completely autistic and from a very conservative community and then another kid that was very liberal and that dichotomy they were on the same crew for five weeks and they would butt heads and i'd have to say hey guys you know let's not even go there let's just be here right now and workers and we're all just humans and you guys can have whatever beliefs you want but you got to respect each other how do they get into the program uh they actually have to pay but we're one of the only conservation youth corps that pays them to work. So most youth corps, um, essentially, they just go out there and do the work, and they'll get some volunteer time or whatever it may be. But because we do something called the SEED, which is something educational every day, it's an educational program. So because of that, they can get paid. So they get a, they get a check at the end for their hard work, which they deserve, because we're all working our butts off, you know? And it's really cool, because they have something tangible that also allows them to think hey i could do this as a career i could get paid to do this i could go out and work in the woods and do some good for this earth and actually make a living out of it so i think that's one of the coolest things too is that we're opening eyes to all these young adults that you know they could actually have a career in this and lead others in this field but yeah they have to pay to get in but then it gets covered by what they get paid when they're and I think the pay that they pay for is really just a uh, food expense because they get fed out there the whole time. So they're just paying for the food and stuff. But Getting the experience. Yeah. I mean, and it's <laughs> it's funny, too, because they have to cook. You know, one of them cooks each night. And two of them, you know, they all have chores. Got to make sandwiches at night for the next day and got to clean out the rig and all this stuff. And it's great because after work, we're not done. You know, we come home, we do chores. And we're going to get it done. We're not going to futz around, and we're going to get it done. It's funny, because I'm a pretty relaxed guy, but I run a tight ship out there, man. Oh, man, I run a tight ship. Because that's the only way you could be. Because, you know, you gotta you got to kind of lay it down a little bit, but also be right there with them. Because if you're laying it down, but then you're over here, and you're not getting on their level, you're not getting down there helping with the chores, you're not, you know, working hard out there in the field when we're doing our work, you're not going to have that level of respect, and then you're not going to have a good crew. Cody's interview was a part of the Winter 2019 World Pieces Expedition. Cody is currently leading a team of youth in Washington State. Stay tuned to future episodes to hear more about his life on the trail. Additional interviews with people from around the world can be heard at worldpieces.org. You'll also find links to your favorite places to find the World Pieces podcast. I'm Jason Kladova, and I produce World Pieces. Behind every set of eyes is a story worth telling. I look forward to hearing yours. Thanks for listening.